BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and not my producer Taylor today because I am in Texas. Tomorrow, I am actually off to Nashville. Funny story that I'll tell you guys in a second, but I'm recording, I think, six episodes for this podcast. So get very excited. I'm actually so pumped for the guests that I have. And if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, when this episode is originally posted, follow me on Instagram because we'll be posting so much of our trip. I'm going with some friends. It's going to be a great time. I'm really excited. Anyways, I had a little crisis today. I feel like every time I do an intro, there's just been something off. The past month, there's just been something off. Like I just don't know. Actually, I don't even know if I said this because I think it happened after, but someone hit my car last week. So that's in the shop, but it's okay. I have a rental, so that's fine. Um, My car has been hit so many times and it's never my fault. Not even in a sense of like, oh, it wasn't my fault. It's just like the people don't even try to like, they're just immediately like, oh, it's my fault. I'm so sorry. And like, that's it. There's never any fight. There's never any, or I just don't know what's going on. But that's not even what I was going to tell you guys today. So yesterday I left my house. I stopped at my dad's. I switched cars. I went to spin. By the time I got to spin, I realized my wallet wasn't on me. I assumed it was at home or just somewhere in the car. Wasn't a big deal. Okay. Did not find it until 24 hours later, about 30 minutes ago, real time as I'm recording this, my boyfriend, the angel that I'm actually recording an episode with tonight that will be out sometime that you guys will be very excited for, um, found my wallet at a lost and found, which is literally the best thing that ever happened to me. I was the, uh, like I was borderline temper tantrum today because I was just really not having it. And I really need to go to Nashville, but guys, crisis averted. Everything is fine. Anyways, latest, um, favorites. I need to know if you guys want me to do my intros more structured with certain segments Or if you guys just want me to go like kind of straight into the episode, please let me know in the Facebook group. We've also been making subgroups in the Facebook group. I've only made one, but we're working on it. I made one for um, DFW girls and a lot of you guys have been joining, which has been so fun. But obviously we want everyone involved. Actually today, the first thing I said when Quentin came back and had my wallet was, oh my gosh, I had to do the Facebook group because you guys have been helping me all day. I seriously talk to you guys all the time. So you guys need to join the Facebook group if you guys haven't already. And also if you guys have not joined the mailing list for the newsletter, I'm actually going to just be doing them weekly, I think. So you guys should have received one this morning. Um, that will be in the show notes as well. I share my favorite reads, products, listens, follows, everything on there. Things I've been learning as like a spinoff from this podcast podcast. It's just super fun. Um, There's links for everything and you guys will really like it. But anyways, I'm going to share two current faves that I have. So I recently talked to you guys about Jessica Simpson's book. That book is absolutely incredible. It is the best thing ever. Oh my gosh, so good. And that inspired me to then read Demi Moore's book. I'm not done with that yet because the week that I read Jessica Simpson's book, I don't even know why I was home. I don't know. I was home a lot. Anyways, I went out of town and went to the lake house this weekend, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have time to read. But my plan is to finish this book on the flight to Nashville tomorrow. It's so freaking good. Oh my gosh. Again, the link to that book is in the email newsletter, as well as a bunch of other ways to save money. Side note, I added another segment. Um, Okay. And the last thing, it's a little bit more, you know, Texas based, but I feel like a lot of mine are like location based LA, you know, whatever. Um, But I have talked about this before, but I'm obsessed with class studios. I love them. I love Paige. Paige, spoiler alert, is actually coming on the podcast as well. A lot of you Dallas girls love her. I know that. Anyways, 
they have the coolest studio. There's two locations. There's one at West Village and then one on Luther Lane. And they have a sprint class, which I will never take. Um, a sculpt class, which I love. It's the most similar to Hot Pilates that I found in Dallas. I love it. I took it this morning. They have spin classes. Their spin classes are better than Soul Cycle. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but it's the best thing ever. And then they also have this train class, which is really hard and it really kicks your butt. Anyways, I've been loving class studios. It's been super fun. I've been taking them through class pass. I have a class pass link. If you guys care to like get two, I think you get two weeks free or something like that. It's in the newsletter. I'm sorry to be so annoying, but, um, yeah. Anyways, that is it for today. I have a lot of energy right now because I have really been very anxious and stressed all day long. And now I'm in a great mood and I have so much to do tonight. I have not packed. I have not, I need to go grocery shopping because Quentin's staying at my house to watch Coco. Um, I need to go get a spray tan. I know really big problems that I have here. Um, I need to finish the newsletter. Lots of stuff. Oh, the podcast description has not been sent in. Taylor, I'm literally so sorry, but please feel bad for me for how my past 24 hours have gone. Anyways, today's episode is really exciting. It is with my friend, Eleanor. Eleanor is the best. She's so fun. And also just like, you know, when you just hang out with someone and you just feel so encouraged, like up encouraged. What am I saying? Encouraged and like uplifted. And you're just in the best mood ever. And you feel like you can like walk on the moon. You know what I'm saying? That's how you feel when you hang out with her. Um, this recording, we recorded this right before I moved. Well, I didn't really move right before I left LA last time. Um, anyways, it's really great. She is so like entrepreneurial, very business savvy. She's already done. You guys will hear all about it. We talk about college, um, like weird times that we both actually went through her starting her businesses, um, working for herself out of college. Just so many things. This episode's amazing. I really hope you guys enjoy. I love you guys so much and let's get started. Hi. Hi. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and give a little background, if you will? Ooh, okay. My name's Eleanor. <laughs> I live in Culver City. I have two businesses. I have a creative agency called Meraki Narrative and then a studio in downtown called Buka Studios that we rent out for photo shoots. And yeah, I go to church. I love my friends. I. Where are you from? I'm from Orange County. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, our Meraki's like takes up majority of my life. Yeah. And it's been a really wild ride. That's kind of me. You kind of have to delve deeper to to really get the the intimate details, but. Perfect. We'll get there. We're going to start off with Hot Seat, my favorite part of the episode. Okay. My favorite question. (laughs) Favorite purchase under $100 that you've made in the past six months. Okay. So when you showed me your camera, I recently bought a film camera and it was like 50 bucks. Which one do you have? I have an Olympus one. It's not the Olympus, but it's like a baby black one. I need to look it up, but I always carry it in my purse. Same. And I'm a big believer that whatever purchase I make, I want it to go with an experience or like have memories behind it. So I feel like I can capture memories and... I used to be really into digital photography and now it's my job. So I'm like, how do I have hobbies that are not my job? So the film camera has been really cool and just more raw and candid and my friends. And it's been a cool thing to get your film process. And I'm not like going through my phone, looking at my iPhone pictures, like wasting my time. So do you have them scan them for you though? I do. Sent me too. I, I do. I used to not do that because for some reason I didn't realize that they did that. I guess I'm just an idiot. And <laughs> I would scan them myself. Like, oh, why really? would I? Well, this is on disposables. But I think the place that I went to before actually didn't do that. And then they closed down, which would make sense. But yeah. Anyways, now I get them scanned to me. I would scan them myself. Isn't that you, insane? Like you went in the dark room or what did no, you no, do? No, 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 okay. no. I, I was scan like, them. No, they would develop them. And then I would scan the physical photo on a printer oh, cool. to like scan to my phone. Also, loving said about hobbies. I have actually been talking about this recently with people. No one has hobbies anymore. And I realized that the reason I love Pilates so much is because it is my hobby. That I is my hobby. love that. I've actually been thinking about hobbies a lot too. I think for my birthday, I'm going to ask for an espresso machine for my parents. I'm going to like split it 50-50 because mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I want to do with my birthday? I'm like kind of over it. And I think I'm going to get a really nice espresso machine and learn latte art and do like yeah, 365 cool. days of like the beginning to the end and just like see what happens. Like, you should do a full Instagram for that. 
like a, just a latte art really Instagram. Should. Honestly, people <laughs> love them. Literally, people love those things. I think hobbies. This is total side note, but yeah. hobbies are really good. I think people should have hobbies. Oh, they're amazing. Like as I got really more obsessed with Pilates, I realized that it was more of a hobby than it was even like a workout. Even though it is a workout, and I die every time. I just think it's good for you. Like not everything that you do. I think in the side hustle culture that we live in now. And this is coming from someone who has turned pretty much all of my hobbies into my full-time career now. <laughs> um, so I'm a big hypocrite, but I think it is important to have things that you don't make money off of, you know? I 100% agree. And you're an Enneagram 3, yeah. right? And I'm, Are you? I'm a two-wing 3. Okay, I'm a 3 But my two. wing 3 is strong. So okay, yeah. I, I get that. I'm like, everything that I love, I want to make yes. money with. And yeah. I'm like, how can I not make money? I have said <laughs> this like, on the podcast so many times, but I'm like, a 3-wing 2. If you guys are not familiar, Enneagram, we about a billion times take the test let me yes. know what you are three is the achiever and then two is the helper and i'm like because i want to succeed and then i want to make all my other friends succeed too <laughs> like that's what it is okay number two what is your favorite karaoke song like if you had to just pick one right now oh my gosh it's gotta be a throwback it depends on the group like a oh, boots with the first situation Ooh, that's good what was the one i always hear people saying dang i'm spacing there's a lot of celine dion <laughs> yeah i go with the solid jojo too little too late oh or anything destiny's child destiny's child yeah. is always a move classic a classic yeah. for sure yeah those are good no i can't think of any else did you have another one or are you good i can't I don't remember the off, name I no i can't remember <laughs> the name of it it's like it's old. I'm going to remember it later and be and like so annoyed. Every day. Literally <laughs> every day. Okay, number three. What is your favorite Netflix series? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm obsessed with you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's mostly because like I don't hate him. I kind of love him. Yeah. Isn't it so weird? It is it's weird. messed up. And then the end of the second season, I can't like give anything away too much, but... I'm like, it was, I thought I loved you, and now you're actually crazy. <laughs> no, it was a really big plot twist. I did yeah. not see that one coming. I oh. have to give it to them. You have to watch it, though. I don't want to give away any info, yeah, but I mean, it is good. It's really freaking good. Yeah, but I actually don't watch a lot of TV. I cut it out. I don't either, and I haven't in years. Same. Like, I literally never until this past month, because I realized, because I'm a three, I think over the past year, I've gotten a lot better about this. I've talked mm -hmm. about this so many times on the podcast, but I worked, like, way too much, really unhealthy, like, work habits. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to relax more, whatever, and I'm also someone who's, like, very, like, I care a lot about rest, and before, watching Netflix to me wasn't rest, because it didn't, yeah. like, refuel me. I was like, that's just lazy. It's not the same thing. But now... This month, I started watching Scandal. Guys, Ooh. as I'm recording this, it's in January. Don't worry, I haven't been watching this show for <laughs> long. But I started watching Scandal. I was really sick in bed for a week, so I watched like four seasons. Changed my life. I want to be Olivia Pope when I grow up. So that one I watched a while ago when it first came out. And I know, I'm like 10 years She's behind. a boss. This is what I mean. I don't watch TV. I'm literally <laughs> just now watching Scandal. I don't even she's have a TV. so freaking cool. I have TVs, but one of them never turns on and I have a house so it's like throughout yeah. the whole thing well anyways guys I'm just really proud of myself for finally watching shows because I also feel like you know when people are like out in a social setting it's the same thing with The Bachelor like I know yeah plenty of people on The Bachelor I don't watch it. I've never seen it yeah and I feel so left out because I don't know what people are talking about but at this point because of Twitter I feel like I do so I am gonna <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to watch it, especially when I'm back in Texas, because, like, I won't know the people. Yeah. But then I just found out that I know someone who's going on. So, oh and gosh. it's, like, a really big thing, so it's not something I can just whatever, but I'll watch to support this person, said person. Okay, so let's talk about you went to high school in Orange County. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you go straight from high school to college, like a typical thing, or did I you? I did. I had club? literally my whole life set up for me. I played water polo, so I was okay, a collegiate... Yeah athlete in college but I was like okay like I'm gonna go to high school and I have you know I'm gonna get this scholarship to LMU and then mm -hmm. with this scholarship like I'm gonna get this job after and I thought I would have the typical path but not exactly yeah what did you think you were gonna do originally all right guys really quickly we are going to talk about caliper CBD so you guys know I love wellness and there are countless products that promise kind of promoting wellness, like drastic diets, just extreme fitness routines, 
over the top, like supplements, all that stuff. The list never ends. But who says taking care of yourself needs to be so hard? Okay. So what's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without having to make drastic changes to your routine. It's also very efficient, which you guys know I love efficiency and just small things that I can add to my routine. I already kind of have my routine that I like. So I'm not necessarily looking to make a crazy drastic change, but I would love some of the benefits from CBD. So that is why I love Caliper. So let's be real though. A lot of the droppers full of like the funny tasting, just, I don't know, CBD oils can just taste a little bit weird, a little grassy, have a weird aftertaste. So they have made a more precise and reliable CBD product that's easier to take than CBD oil. You get all the benefits of CBD in a tasteless, dissolvable powder that your body absorbs more rapidly. So you can feel better naturally without having to make a lot of changes to your lifestyle. I personally like putting Caliper in like a nice evening tea where you're already trying to wind down. It's just very relaxing. It comes in these convenient pre-measured packets. These are amazing for on the go because you can also just throw it in your morning coffee, a smoothie, um, a mocktail if you're out. They also have like protein shakes and water. I noticed that I just feel a lot less stressed out and a lot calmer when I use it, which is always what I am looking for. If you guys know me, you're probably laughing. Um, but yeah, I love it. I know it also helps a lot of people snooze easier. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs that you can get started for under $20. All natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, no added chemicals or artificial flavors. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code I love you at tricaliper.com slash I love you. Again, that is 20% off your first order when you use promo code I love you. Try caliper.com slash I love you. I was going to be an accountant. Isn't that hilarious? What? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you no, didn't do that. That's no. not for you. I, I mean, I basically almost failed my accounting class. So I was like, mm, maybe that's skirt, not it. Yeah. But yeah. That's a good way to figure that out. Like, do you feel like you always, well, I guess not if you thought you were going to be an accountant, but did you feel like deep down you always wanted to be doing something like what you are now or did this come out of nowhere? Absolutely not. Okay. How did I, this happen? Like, where did this develop? Yeah, I did not think I was creative. I was a sports girl. I wore sports clothing. If you know me now, I'm like, I wear the most eccentric outfits. Kind of like Kenzie has her own style, but she's fabulous. I'll but. wear like a bright green <laughs> sweatsuit, guys. <laughs> but I have my own kind of like, I love colors mm-hmm. and I was the exact opposite. It's kind of crazy. And I was thinking about it actually today in the car and I just really wanted to fit in. And I just kind of like followed that path, just like they say, like, you're going to do this and then you're going to fit in with that sports crowd. And like in college, like I had a really good crew in high school, really good people. And then in college, the sports scene like actually wasn't that healthy for me. And so that's when I kind of started to be like, wait. I don't think this is who I am. And I kind of had to make those decisions for myself. So I definitely did not know I was creative. How valuable do you think college has been for you? Like, how important was it in, like, your kind of path and career? College is an interesting topic to me because if I look at what I'm doing now, I don't necessarily think I learned stuff in school that really applies to what I'm doing. I kind of taught myself photography by myself and, like, how to start a business. They don't, like, give you the steps to start a business in college. That is not what they do, but... I met a lot of really great people and connections that I still talk to today. And it's all about connections at the end of the day. So that is huge, especially going to college in LA and now working in LA. And then I think like that was one of the years that gave me that buffer to become who I am. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing. Right? Like it wasn't easy for me, but at the same time, like I had to figure out what I was not to find who I was. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through college too get that. That's so funny that you say that because I have been saying this every single day. I'm like, I honestly think that sometimes it's more valuable to know what you don't want to be yes. than to know who you want to be. Like it's for me, it's more valuable. I want to talk about college because I feel like I don't talk about it that often in this podcast. And there's a lot of people who are on who didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I did go. I'm about to graduate mm-hmm. this year. I'm not someone who is like college or die. I don't think anything on this earth is for everyone. Yeah. But I do think there is something to say about having, and granted, the benefit that I'm going to state is not a benefit that I reaped because I had a very (laughs) different college experience. But I see how it is a really good buffer for going from your parents' house in high school 
to like the quote-unquote real adult life like yes having those four years and also if you have the means to do it financially or you have scholarships or whatever like if you don't have a better way to spend like 18 to 22 why not you know oh a hundred unless it really isn't for you then it's really not for you and some people thrive without it and that's amazing but also like I don't think that it should be like college is worthless because clearly it isn't Oh, it's you know? 100% not worthless. I think what's hard is the debt that kids are getting in. That is not worth it. No. That is not worth and it. And I was lucky. I had a scholarship. Like, yeah. I could not imagine. I would not have been able to start my business if I was in debt. And so if you have those dreams, you just have to weigh the pros and cons. If it's going to be something that is going to take away from you, then it's not for you. Or you could always go back later. Like, I feel like... Or just find a cheaper alternative. Yes. If you really want the education... Yeah. And not just the experience. Like, there's ways to do it cheaper. I really... Like, I think about this. I see it on Twitter all the time because mm-hmm. people are always talking about loans on there. But I'm really lucky in the sense that my school for the first two years was so freaking cheap. Mm-hmm. And then even the last two years of school, like, I go to a, like, way cheaper yeah. school. So I have no loans. And... Now, thinking about this, I'm like, I can't imagine all these loans and, like, even friends of mine. I I feel so bad because that is so awful. Yeah. I have friends who are drowning because of them. And, I mean, they're going to get through it, you know. And Mm -hmm. it also depends on what you want to be. Like, if you want to be a doctor, please go to school. Like, we need you to go to school. Literally, please. (laughs) But, yeah, it just depends. There is cheaper alternatives for sure. Like, online and you can be, like, pursuing your dreams and mm-hmm. taking college online. I'm online, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Now with technology, everything's changing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did they tell you that you had to go to college for four years? Like, who told you that, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of a scheme. I think a lot of it is kind of, like, money-hungry, like, for mm-hmm. sure. But I I get the pros. I see the cons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also, I think the college is really good for people. I loved my college experience. Yeah. Like, LMU is an amazing school. Beautiful yeah, great people. I would never take it back. I just, I see both sides. I'm an yeah. empath. I'm like, I see both yeah. sides. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Okay, so you talk about like kind of figuring yourself out more in college. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you figured out more of like your gifting in college? Like what I, you're good at? I figured out what I was not. So I okay. was in the sports scene and I was, so I grew up as a Christian and I kind of, I went sports route in college and I kind of lost my faith and I was crazy partier like I just wanted to fit in I was really badly hazed in college which is a whole other thing isn't that like not allowed anymore it's not allowed but I mean but it happens sports hazing yeah it happens so I had a moment myself where I ended up drinking too much like some do and I woke up and I actually broke into someone's house and I woke up I know and I broke into someone's house and that if you know me, I'm like the biggest goody two shoes. I would never, and I just needed somewhere to sleep. I was like two miles away from the frat house I was at, and I looked at myself in the mirror. I had cuts like all over my body, like it was yeah. wild. And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, "This isn't who I am. Like I'm not a partier. I'm not like this person." And I started going to church, and I went to a connect group, and I started getting involved in that. And I really found like that group of people for me, and mm-hmm. that's the same. Um, time that I started getting creative because I had been in LA for two years and I hadn't seen any of it. And so I started going out and taking pictures of like Alfred T room Mm -hmm. and different places. And that's, I kind of got into like that iPhone photography or like my basic DSLR. And I started like branching away from the college people and started really finding my community of people who kind of like fell into what I needed at that time. And I still have good friends in college that are for me, but I kind of found a different community. So that was kind of my branching away. And then Mm -hmm. I had a lot that happened before I started my business, but I had to realize like that party scene was not for me. It wasn't for me. And I feel like it was a lot of shallower relationships that were, and I'm such a deep person. I'm like, I need that depth. And it just wasn't what I needed. Yeah, so, yeah, that's very similar to, like, me. I, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, I'm not even against whatever. Like, do whatever you want. Yeah. But it was more so I was just so not myself at the time. And I was so, like, everything was very shallow. And I think I was just, like, a robot. I didn't even realize how miserable I was mm-hmm. until looking back. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like I was just trying to people please. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. what is everyone else doing? I should be doing that, too. And then I went complete opposite. It's, like... 
you're supposed to get a nine to five job. And I'm like, well, why don't I like almost be broke and cry every day wanting to start my business? Like, yeah. so I kind of went 180 on that, but it's the best decision I ever made. What year did you graduate? I graduated, I think it's 2017. Okay, cool. Yeah. So very recently. Yeah. Okay, last thing about kind of college and planning before we get into the business side yeah. of things. Okay, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I always start things up. Hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot. The concept of a five-year plan, and I feel mm. like people think that if they don't know what they want to do by 17 years old, that they <laughs> can't do anything. Like, there's people who, I just had Kat Sadler on this podcast, and she literally didn't go to Hollywood until 30. Yeah. And she's Kat Sadler. So it's, like, just crazy. As someone who, like, I'm a big planner, mm-hmm. I've kind of given up planning, and I'm, like, I just completely change everything that I want to yeah. do. Like, what do you think about, like, five-year plans? Because especially someone that you've really, like, switched it up, you yeah. know? I believe in vision. Like, Same. I love writing down vision for what you want, but you have to be open that things aren't going to go the way you think they're going to go. I have vision for my company scaling and growing, but that doesn't mean it will. And it could be that something else is for me, but it's just having that intention to move forward. Like, I like writing down dreams and goals and then setting that intention, but also being okay with the fact that maybe it'll go a different way. Yeah. I think it's, like, two things. Like, have vision and, like, make it plain. Like, write it down and make it plain. That's really important. I think goals themselves are really important. I think having, like, a very structured plan that you're holding onto everything so tight that you're suffocating it Mm -hmm. is where things can get tricky or people can get very down on themselves maybe because they maybe started later or whatever that may be. But I just think that there's a lot... I don't know. I think that you just need to... People myself more so speaking hmm. to myself like needs to just kind of like give things room to breathe because the yeah. things that like five years ago what I wanted for my life is very different than what it looks like now but my life is so much better now yes. you know and it's like maybe it's not certain things aren't to the scale that I wanted but mm-hmm. I'm so much happier more fulfilled I have the relationships I have I've branched out into other things it's so much better than I could have pictured you know what that I mean that is a hundred percent how I feel I also yeah. feel like you can't get so tunnel vision because sometimes like the gifts are in the people or like the person you meet at the coffee shop who like connects you to someone that you end up working with. Like there's so much there. And if you're just so tunnel vision, you're not present in your moment. Like you won't get to where you need to be. Yeah. You miss it. I think too, it's nine times out of 10, it's not going to happen the way that you think it's going to happen. Yes. So (laughs) a lot of the time I think things will happen for people, but it doesn't happen exactly how they thought it was going to happen. And then there's like, exactly. And there's like anger about that or frustration. And it's like, there's a reason for that stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's talk about, so you started your creative agency first. Yes. Okay. Tell the story of that. How like graduating college, then doing this, like how did that all come about? So while I was in college, I interned for Alfred Tea Room and Alfred Coffee. So I was taking content for them. They literally took a chance on a kid. Love Josh to death. He's amazing. And so I was running the Alfred Tea account and my old boss had kind of spoken into my life. You're going to start a company by the age of 25. And I was like, uh, what, Michael? Like, what do you mean? And so I kind of just like had it. He planted a seed and I had it in my head and I was like, really? Like, could I do that? And so while I was working at Alfred, I started to get better and better at photography, content photography, and I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I think that with my experience at Alfred, because of how well-known they are on social, I can actually do it. And so I basically one day was like, I'm going to do this thing. And my parents did not get it. They supported me always, but they did not understand. All my friends got the nine-to-five typical job, made a lot of money, and I tried to get clients and how did you get the clients oh I didn't that's what's so (laughs) funny is that I totally fell flat on my face and it was really hard and I took a couple shoots but and I was living in LA like literally bare minimum and I just kept praying to God I was like God like what like you gave me this vision like what is happening like why is this not happening for me and it was a year of that and I had to move home and really drop my pride And I met Ray, who's my business partner, on the street. She literally came up to me and was like, I've been looking everywhere for you. Going back to, like, it doesn't happen how you think it's going to happen. And I felt like that was God saying, like, you weren't meant to do this alone. And there was a lot that happened for us to become business partners. She hired me for a shoot. And then she basically pitched me. 
she was like, I think you're extremely talented. I've always wanted to start a company. I've never found the right person. And she's the perfect opposite of me. We're both very creative, but she's amazing with connections and she does all of our accounting just like I said I'm all at accounting administrative and she's kind of that balance to me that I needed and the moment that we partnered things just skyrocketed it took a while to get to where we are now but she was definitely the missing piece for me so did you end up moving back like what do you live in Orange County or do you live here? I live here. Yeah, so I, I moved home to Orange County for six months in okay. the beginning of starting my business. Did when you we get were a making... job in between that? No, okay, I so did not. I did not. I just, I was just dead set. I was still working at Alfred. Okay. okay that, cool. Yeah. So I was still working at Alfred, taking content, but I basically put them under Meraki, what I was doing. I don't run the whole Alfred account, but I take supplemental content. So I put that under Meraki. So I was technically still making that, but Mm -hmm. not a lot, not enough. (laughs) Okay. Explain to someone, I should have done this before, like what your agency does, like kind of give the pitch or like the spiel. So we used to run social accounts no longer. Now we mostly focus on creative content. So bulk of it is photography and videography for brands in the food and beverage space mostly. And then some fashion and beauty examples like Mush, Third Love, Bras, all of those fun people, Alfred. So that is who we work for. And then we also do websites. We have a web developer and yeah, graphic design, all the creative stuff that makes a brand who they are. So when you finally got a business partner and then you guys started doing that together, like what kind of shifted? Like what did it look like after that versus what it was before? So I have a lot of big dreams, but I didn't know how to execute them properly. I'm like, what the heck is an LLC? Like I I was not prepped for that in college, you know, how to start a business even like like what's taxes? I don't know. They scare me. Like, and <laughs> did she... you see the tweet? And it was like, just in my taxes, probably going to jail Friday. I'll see you later. Like something so funny. I was like, that's literally been me since I was sixteen. And Wait, I'm like, my actual fear. I'm like, I do my taxes, guys. To be clear, I have an accountant who does it, but I yes. still don't know if I trust them. Like, I still am like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like what uh, they yeah. need to. They need to have a class like they in do. high school called taxes. Yes, we, I would hate it, but, but like, it's so helpful. Like, right. Oh, Oh my gosh, yes. It's like that hard teacher that you like kind of hate, but you end up looking back at them Mm -hmm. the whole time. Like we need this tax class. Yes. Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. So when I met Ray, she is very good at like the step-by-step process. Like, okay, we need an LLC. And then after this, we need to do X, Y, Z. And then the whole process of starting a business. And then she actually was the one who said we should go to trade shows, which was a really good beginning for us. So we went to Fancy Food Show in San Francisco. Actually, this was our third year. I just got back from SF and that we got to meet people face to face. And I'm a big believer in that personal connection. You want to work with your friend. You want to be able to get drinks with them. You want to have a great relationship with them and being able to meet them face to face versus a blind email. I didn't even know what a pitch deck was. Like I was a lost puppy. You're the first face too. Like if they know you and they're thinking, oh, I need to hire you for something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you're the first one they think of because they like they've met you versus like an email. Like I get emails all the time. I don't remember them. You know what I mean? No, for sure. It's like, hey, Kenzie, let me be on my podcast. You're like, wait, who are you? Like, Like, I don't know you. There's people who have reached out that will say, like, to a friend, like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, I literally don't remember it because I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's a lot of power in, like, face-to-face stuff. Yeah, that connection. So we got our first big clients. I was doing social media management at the time. So we were running, like, Country Archer Beef Jerky's Instagram Mm -hmm. account for a year. And our first client was a cake shop, Lark Cake Shop. It's right by Alfred on Silver Lake. And they're so cute. We still take content for them. We love them. (laughs) Um, So we had a couple of little babies and honestly, word of mouth and time and just putting in the work and grinding. And honestly, we didn't make a lot of money for a long time, but it's been really cool to really go after our dreams. And over time, just now we have a team. Like I have you know, seven people underneath. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, and I have an assistant. I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? Like, yeah, thank you for being here. I'm just so much more appreciative (laughs) of every single person. And we definitely haven't, I wouldn't say made it. I think we've done a lot and I'm proud of our accomplishments, but 
it's been, I think the most fulfilling thing has been having a team and just the fact that I'm responsible for other humans. That's like wild to me. And that was my biggest dream. I think I love content creation, but I love people more. Mm -hmm. So it's been really cool to work with clients and have a team. And that's been the best part. What is it like leading a team? It's different because I have this idea of what a leader should be. I'm finding out that like I'm my own type of leader. So I lead in different ways than Ray does. So I'm trying not to like be too hard on myself because I'm, I just want to be the best, like my wing yeah. three in me. I want to be the best of the best. I want to be the best leader. And like, I'm still figuring it out. I'm 24 leading people who are a lot older than me and I'm just trying to do my best. I don't know if I don't have it all figured out, but if I show up every day and I want to be a good person and I think of other people before myself, but we still got to get our stuff done, I think just like keeping the human in it, I mm -hmm. think is super important. I love that. When you're hiring people, what do you look for in someone? Mm, that's really good. It depends on the role. Definitely, we ask a lot of questions about who you are as a person and like what you're passionate about. I know Ray does a lot of the interviewing, but she asks like, don't give me what you think I want to hear. Like, what's your biggest dream? Like, we want dreamers, people who are go-getters, people who have vision. So like my prop stylist, she is an amazing dancer. She like tours in Europe and she really wants to dance. And we're like, we love that. And I love that we can support her in that while she's working for us. Mm -hmm. So I think... Having vision, a dream, detail-oriented, good with people, stuff like that. Yeah, good with people is so important. Yes. Because that's not... I think you can learn anything. Empathy. I think, yeah, I think that's a harder one to learn yeah, than the rest. Yeah, and it's a hard one to find. Like, you yes. really have to interview a few times, and even then, it's like, all right, like, let's try this. You don't um, know. Yeah, but we have the most amazing team. They are rock stars. What is a day in the life like? Do you have an office space? So, no, we don't. Do you work together? Do you work remote? Everyone works remote. We okay, have cool. meetings once a month. And then I'm on set, like, almost every day. So give with... me, like, a full rundown, like a morning to night okay. rundown of your day. Sorry. <laughs> every every day is different. But say a shoot day, I'll, I'll try to work out in the morning. If I don't, I'll be like, okay, I'll work out at night. But I'll show up at... 8 a.m. We pack everything in and say we're shooting mush. We pack all the product. We set up all the props. We have our shot list up. We are running through our shot list, putting up seamless paper and we go through every single shot. And it usually takes us like all day. Like sometimes we have 20 concepts we have to get through. But then other days, I like Mondays are my work remote days. So I can actually like lead my team and look over deliveries and give stuff to the editor and Every day is very, very different. Um, like tomorrow, we're shooting a short and sweet it's a jewelry brand. And we have three models coming in and a videographer. And it's a little bit more of a production. So it just depends on what we're shooting. But that's usually a typical day. That's cool. Yeah. Did the studio come as like a byproduct? Like when did that kind of come about? So we had always wanted a studio, but we didn't want to make the investment in a studio because it's obviously expensive. And another photographer named Champagne, who's well-known in the fashion world, her and Ray are friends. And she kind of went to Ray. I hadn't even met her. She was like, hey, I really want a studio. Would you want to go in on it? And she's like, okay, I need to talk to Eleanor, like, maybe in a few months. And literally that week, she goes and looks at studios and is like, I love it. Let's do it. And I, we're, like, going to sign the lease. And I'm like, hi, Champagne. I'm Eleanor. Like, nice to meet you. But she's amazing. Like, I got very lucky. Yeah, that's so um, awesome. And so our first studio we had for three months and it was like a dud. We thought we knew what we needed and then you do something and you're like, oh wait, you learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. Our space was way too small. It was beautiful, but we ended up moving to a bigger studio. Our whole plan was to rent it out. So actually Fenty just rented it out, which no is way. insane. That is so cool. Um, I know we were like freaking out. That's like so freaking right? cool. Yeah. I was like, what the? Rihanna, I hope you're here. Um, they're actually in the studio right now, which is kind of that wild. Is so cool. But um, how do you rent it out? Is it like on Peer Space? Okay, cool. Yeah. So on Peer Space, you can rent it. So we, our whole idea was we wanted a space that can be used for a campaign. So every single section is different mm -hmm. and can yeah, be used really for a different. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. We're about to remodel it. Secret, <laughs> secret. And so 
we actually don't pay rent for it because we make the money back on peer space and we realize we're kind of nervous. We went in, we're like, is this going to work? Like, I don't know. We've never opened a studio before, but there's definitely a market in LA. If anyone wants to start a studio, I definitely recommend it. Just we, you have to find your niche. Like our niche wasn't the plain white studio with the beautiful windows. It's something different. We went really colorful, really creative, and it doesn't work for everyone, but it works for a certain types of projects and we get booked so it's been good that's actually so freaking cool it's wild i'm like not over it right i'm like no that's like literally so freaking cool i was like what do you mean oh my gosh (laughs) out of every like project or anything you've done work-wise yeah what is your favorite thing like what is something Mm. that you just smile every time you think about it Ooh, i really loved our third love shoot that we did this is a project just because it was about body empowerment, all the models were so lovely. We got to gift them all free bras. I'm like, who doesn't want a free bra? Why yeah. is everyone wearing the bra that they bought in high school? That That's is the real. question. I literally, I worked with bras in this podcast. I like, got yeah. so many more. And I'm like, these are like... You're like, wait, I no, needed these. There's a lot of power and like a good bra. Yes. And I'm true. like, why do we not buy them? Mm-hmm. Question mark. But... Third Love, it was just, we worked with a female videographer. It was an all-female crew, and that was really cool. We have males on our team, but it was just, like, a really cool experience, and we rented out this whole Airbnb. It was one of the bigger productions we had done with, like, a lot of equipment, and I was just like, wow, like, in comparison to when I was, like, on the street with my camera, and, like, there was paper on the ground, and it looked so ratchet. I'm like, wow, like, this is paying off, and I got to give opportunities to a lot of models that hadn't had a bigger campaign so that was really cool and getting to work with different people I think that's one of the bigger moments and then the other happy moments is traveling because I love a job that lets me travel yeah so that's actually really cool yeah when okay describe like being like freelance in three words oh my gosh freelance in three words (laughs) (laughs) it's like crazy highs and crazy lows so whatever that word would be like Mm -hmm. and then maybe freedom yeah I feel free but it's hard work I would say like high low and freedom like lots of highs lots of lows and you get to kind of figure it out the stress is more so on you like it's a lot more being put on you than like working for an employer Oh, yeah. Like, My anxiety a... was through the roof. Like, yeah. I'm, st- I'm still in therapy trying to get a grip on it, but... <laughs> Story of my life. Um, there's safety and structure in working yes. a nine-to-five, and I totally get why people want to work just, like, a typical, like, yes. nine-to-five. And there's so many, like, you can, like, climb up in, like, corporate and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Not really something I've ever had, like, interest in doing. Yeah. But I get it. And it's, like, when you work for yourself of any sort, it's just a lot. It all falls back on you, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you crave the freedom and you want that. And now I'm, like, how do I get more structure? Like, Mm -hmm. someone help me with structure. So now I'm, like, craving structure. And that's, like, why we had to hire an assistant. I'm, like, help me with this calendar. I don't know. Like, how can we streamline things? And it's, like, I've always wanted that like crazy freedom and now I'm like wait how do I create the structure and you realize there's a reason for it yeah there's a reason why people have this that's actually so true yeah you are like I want my own schedule I want yes. this and then you're like wait I need things pl- I need structure I need, I yes. need like <laughs> no there's something yeah there's something great about structure how do you cope with like the stress and the like anxiety that comes with kind of being the boss Ooh, hard question, mostly because it was hard. It was painful. I definitely fell into really bad anxiety and depression during like year one. It was a lot, plus like some family stuff that had happened. I kind of spiraled and that's when you need like, that's when like Ray was my rock. And I started going to therapy. I think therapy is so important. It's one thing I do that really, really grounds me and helps I think it's me. it's so important. It is so important. And like, I mean, I could go on about therapy mm-hmm. forever, the stereotypes and everything, but <laughs> just in general, like really talking out and understanding myself is so huge. Setting routines is really helpful. And like, I need to log off. 
Like I work way too many hours and I'm needing to learn now. Like I need to set boundaries. I need to work out. I need to go to Pilates. I need to try mm-hmm. your Pilates studio, oh but gosh, I need to set those boundaries. Like I need to not look at my phone. I need to set social media boundaries. I have a job based around social media, let alone the basic pressures of being in my twenties having yeah. social. I'm like, I just did a fast for seven days of social media and I like was so free. I did three weeks in October and it was so freaking good. So amazing. I just have someone else run it. It's like so nice. Oh, that's so good. It is so freaking nice. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find someone to run mine. Help. (laughs) Like literally give it to a friend. All you have to do is send a photo and send the caption and a tag or whatever. Oh, I love that. It's really nice. When your first year, obviously that was like really difficult. What kept you from quitting? Like what made you stay? Like what was kind of like your driving force behind it? I think a few things. I think people like, and then just the bigger vision of it. Like it's never gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. You know, like the things that are most worthwhile are the things that are gonna grow you. And I think I just saw the bigger picture and it sucked and it was hard, but I'm not someone that gives up. And I think just having Ray there and knowing like, this isn't about me. Like, and then when I started having a team, like this isn't about me anymore. Like this is a bigger picture. And like, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to be better because of it. And I think that was kind of my rock, but I never thought about quitting. I just knew I needed to make changes. That's really cool. I think just the mindset of also this isn't forever. Yes. Like it's going, there is like a silver lining. I think too, when you're talking, I was just thinking about how there's, I don't want to say false because it's just, maybe it is, but like, it's not something I necessarily agree with that people are like, if it's a God thing, it's going to be easy. Mm, And it's like, no, (laughs) no, that's literally not true. And like like the opposite, I get it in the sense of like, there's going to be grace for you and like things will. And like, there are times when it's like heaven's at your back and everything's working out a hundred percent. Like there are times when things just are easy and it's like, I know that this is it. Mm -hmm. I don't think easy is necessarily the right word to put into that. I think people are more so meaning like a grace thing but whatever but I think people hear that and they're like oh this is hard like I'm gonna give up oh this is harder and it's like I literally don't know where that came from but I don't think anything in life that's like really worth it necessarily comes easy you know absolutely not yeah (laughs) I think it's the exact opposite I think Mm -hmm. that the things that are hard are the things that grow and shape you into the person that you need to be And I think everything happens for a reason. I know it's so cliche, but you can't, like, if I didn't go through even, like, being poor while trying to start it, I wouldn't have been as thankful. I wouldn't have the same mentality on it. Like, everything has that silver lining. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know who said that either because that is just wrong. And also that sounds safe. And no one who stays safe does anything Great, you honestly. don't want to be in your comfort zone for no. forever. I really have no idea. I hear it honestly a lot, though. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. And I'm like, okay, I wish that wasn't even out in the world. Yeah, you know what for I mean? Sure. I'm like, it's just literally, it, that's not it. Even like relationships, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, if things are easy and whatever. And it's like, I have a really, really great, healthy relationship. Yeah. It's not always the easiest thing ever. Like, no. We're both very stubborn. You know? Yeah, like, the right person's going to call you out on your. Exactly. Yeah. Literally, like, we say that all the time. I'm like, it's not like this whole, like, I think a relationship is a good thing to compare it to because it's not like mm-hmm. butterflies all the time and this great, like, honeymoon thing forever whatever I think a lot of Nate actually talks about yeah honeymoon phase now he doesn't like agree with it and doesn't exist yeah. or whatever and I actually agree with him but it's just like things that are worth it take work and that's really important and I think it's so important nowadays for people because you see so many people on social media like people who do what I do mm-hmm. and uh, mainly people who are like way 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 bigger than me and people look at them at like 16 18 they're making millions of dollars yeah. and so people just think it like comes overnight oh yeah and even for them like yes obviously they've been around shorter like it's very 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 rare that you're just like a viral sensation that's like one in a million yeah more than one in a million and then it's like there's so many people now who are like doing really well and it's like okay but I've literally been doing this since I was 16 like I'm 22 now like it takes time it's not something that like things just aren't handed to you yeah you put in the work so it's just so funny because people don't see it you know and like they kind of have to figure it out for themselves and what sucks is that people 
society tells you it's supposed to be easy and then you're in a great relationship and you have one problem and you're like, is this for me? It's yes, like, literally. okay, like take a step back, take a breather, reevaluate. Like, I don't know. I could talk about societal standards yeah. and everything forever, but I think that it's really important to take a step back and really evaluate things. I think too, as far as I love how you'll like openly talk about failure and not even failure necessarily, but more struggles, like mm-hmm. talking more so about the struggles behind things. Cause people don't talk about failure yeah. when I guess they wouldn't even be failure, but like people don't talk about when they fail. You only care about the success yeah. stories. So that's more so what I mean. And then people I think are trying to kind of put on this whole facade that life yeah. is really easy. Like Everything I'm killing is perfect. it. Everything is perfect. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I'm definitely guilty of that, but also I don't think you owe it to every single person in the world to share every totally. bad thing that's going on in your life. But I get how like you Instagram's a highlight reel mm-hmm. and people are constantly and it's like, listen, like not everything is easy. Like the worst things that happen in life, no one posts those online. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then if you do, it's like days later, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's very rare that you're like up front, but I think like later on talking about struggles, like, no, it wasn't really easy. Like this is what happened. Like there was a whole process, like in between Mm -hmm. that got me here is really important. I just, I can't do it. I tried the whole pretty perfect Mm -hmm. Instagram thing. And I just had a moment where I I felt so unseen and I was just like, this isn't me. Like, what is this? Like no one knows that I'm crying like every day. And I'm not that you have to post it on social. You can do whatever you want, but I've just started, I've been through enough that has shaped me into who I am that I'm like, why not share it? I'm not ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. It's so human to go through things. Like there are horrible things happening. We got to stick together. We got to talk about it. And I don't have everything figured out. I've done a lot of things I'm proud of and I've done some things that I'm not, but more so that I am. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I just think like, let's make it human. Let's not try to be perfect. Let's have progression yeah so important i love that yeah okay last thing okay. if there is someone let's gear this towards more of a high schooler okay leaning into like maybe some college girls or boys that kind of want to go into more of like the career that you've like career path mm-hmm. that you've taken what advice would you give them like advice and practical steps definitely don't give up on it i would say like just take the next step. For me, I got so overwhelmed by that big picture, which is amazing. Like write down that dream, but then write out like, what are the next things you can do? And sometimes like they're not available to you right now, but there are little things you can do. Say you want to do what I'm doing. You may not have a client right away, but you can start taking photos of products and you can start placing them and you can create a pitch You know, there are different steps that you can take along the way. You can, if you don't have access to a really nice camera, like your iPhone's pretty great. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can find your niche and it might not look like the job that I have right now, but maybe, you know, you take those steps and now you're on TikTok and you're doing something. Like, I don't know what you could be doing, but, or like say you want to become a singer and you might not have the means to record, but you can practice and you can watch YouTube tutorials. Like, I think just taking the next step because some people get so overwhelmed that they do nothing. And I think you can take steps forward, but nothing's going to happen if you stay silent and idle. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Wow, you are a great guest. Thank you for you coming on. You are freaking amazing, Kenzie. Oh what the heck? I'm so happy that we did this. I'm so happy. My first podcast experience. Oh my gosh, how was it? It was so good. I, I mean, like it's lo- I'm that. lucky I have you. So <laughs> if it was someone else, I'd be like, uh, yeah. It's so much easier. Like, there's you can tell if I'm friends with someone on the podcast <laughs> or not. Okay, where can they find you? Our website, MeraukeeNarrative.com, Instagram, Meraki Narrative, or Buka Studios, or just my social, Eleanor Lee. But, wow. yeah. I'll have everything in the show notes below. Wow, yay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Kenzie. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a nice rating and review. Also, you guys can just join the community in the Facebook group. That is the best place ever. And join the mailing list for the newsletter. But I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week.